Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So we started a new series. It's 10 weeks ago. Isn't that amazing? Titled As in Heaven. My slide's not there. Well, there it is. <laughs> As in Heaven. And uh, we have been having a blast. I hope you have been uh, having as much as a blast as I have. But the series has been helping us find the will of God. And uh, there are many things we need to know about the word of God and the will of God. And we have learned all kinds of things in these last uh, 10 weeks. This is our 11th part to this series. This should wrap it up today unless something else comes up that I got to say about it. But there is always more to learn, as we know, right? I mean, (laughs) there's always more to grow in every subject, and that's why we repeat subjects and, and uh, we go back to subjects because we've never, we've never, ever, ever are going to get all the depths of it all. That's why we can preach on one verse of scripture for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Can you imagine eternity? <laughs> Ooh, come on. We're going to be learning forever because our God is amazing, right? He, 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 you, can't, you can't ever exhaust the depths of God. You can't do it. There's no way to exhaust the depths of God. So we're gonna be learning forever. We've learned a lot about the will of God and, and we've made great headway. If you weren't here, as I say, get caught up online. All our messages are on YouTube. The playlists are on there. Uh, all you have to do is hit uh, YouTube playlists on our channel, Pacific Bible Church, and and uh, you'll see as in heaven series right there because it should be at the top. We're, we're doing it right now. And you can get caught up online if you weren't here, right? Because I, I always say get caught up because uh, these messages all go together. It all goes together. It all flows together. And so if you are part of this body, uh, uh, the Lord's speaking some things to us for a reason. Amen. And so if you just say, oh, well, I missed that service and oh, well, I missed that message. Well, you're missing out. Amen. And if you were here, as I say, also listen to the messages again. As I said, when I got saved at 19 at my church that I was going to, which was a, 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 like this church, spirit filled on fire church, um, I got the tape after every service. I like I say the cassette tape. I got the cassette tape after every service and listened to the message again. And, and I'd have it running in the car all week long. Right. Every time I got in the car, there it was running. The message just continued where I left off. You know, tapes, they actually stop now. CDs. I don't know. You know that is one. I didn't really think about that. That's one detriment to a CD right there that we've had for years now. Cassette tape. When you turned off the car, boom, that was right there. He started, there he was, right where you left off. <laughs> so I would listen to the messages again. Because you will not get it all the first time, I guarantee it. You won't get it all. So if you really want to get in depth in the word, you got to hear it again and again and again and again. Amen. So let's dive back into Romans 12 here, where we've been for 11 weeks now. Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by, or I like the better translation, in view of the mercies of God. So we view the mercies of God. We understand what he's done for us. 
that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, right? In view of all God has done for us, whew, we need to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, right? We're supposed to be serving the Lord. That's our reasonable service. Present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy unto him. Right? We don't exist to serve ourselves. Amen? No, we exist to serve him. He's our creator. Amen? God created everything, in case you didn't know that today. God is the creator, and he created us also, right? He created these, this beautiful earth that we get to live in, although it's, it is under a curse right now because of sin. It's not the way it was supposed to be. It's not the Garden of Eden. Right? There's a lot of sin in this earth, which has caused all kinds of problems in our earth, right? There, there were supposed to never be a tornado. There was never supposed to be a hurricane. There was never supposed to be an earthquake, right? Until sin came into the earth. There was never supposed to be any sickness in the earth. There was never supposed to be any pain in the earth. God didn't make it at all like that. He created everything perfect, right? And, and there is no, there, we did not evolve. I know, there, there's probably someone here, someone online saying, oh no, he's going to talk about evolution. Well, I'll tell you what, if you still believe in evolution, you better get a clue real quick. Because all of it tells us right here exactly what happened. You want to find out what happened? Go to Genesis chapter 1. And you can find out exactly what happened. Evolution is a religion of itself, in its own self. Evolution is a belief system. There is no real science to back up evolution. None. You can research it on your own, do what you want to do with that. But there is no real science that proves evolution at all. Now, creation, creation scientists, if you want, to, you want to do some fun study, look up creation scientists and what they study. You guys probably, some of that in the homeschool, right? Creation scientists, right? Creation scientists have done amazing things to show how this is right on. I mean, they, they're like, yep, that's, yep, there it is. And they show it in science, then they show it, they show, yep, God said that right there. And that's exactly what it, yep, yep, they match it up. You want, to see some, you want to see some real truth, get, get, get studying on that, right? Get studying on creation. Because God did create everything. There was no Big Bang. That also is a religion of its own. You have to have a religion to believe that because there is no real proof of any of it. So we're supposed, we are created by God. And why are we created by God? Well, we're created to have fellowship with him. We're created to be with him forever. And we're created to serve him. We're created to worship him. We, we are supposed to be worshiping God. In fact, that word worship that we read about last week, actually, this is, we, we just read this last week. It says, you shall worship the Lord your God and he will bless your food and your water and he will take sickness away from you, the midst of you. That word worship right there literally means two, two things. I mean, you can look it up in the Hebrew if you want. It means worship. It also means serve. You shall serve the Lord your God. When we're worshiping God, what does that mean? We're serving him. We're under him. We're submitted to him. We are his. Therefore, we serve. Amen. Just like we, we talked about being in the service, right? We just had Veterans Day. Thank you for all your veterans for serving. 
Amen? Thank you for serving. Thank you for your service. And we serve in the kingdom of God. We are servants of the Most High. And when you go into the service, you give yourself to them. You belong to them for at least four years, right? You belong to them. And if they say, well, tomorrow you are packing your bags and you're going to Germany. You say, okay, bye-bye, I'm going to Germany. You don't say, well, you know, I really don't like Germany. Never did like Germany. Why would I want to go to Germany? Who are you? Watch out. <laughs> you say that to the sergeant? Who are you? Oh, you're going to find out who, you, who he is, right? <laughs> Come on now. When we're in his service, we say, yes, sir. Just like in the military, right? We say, yes, sir. You don't, we, don't, we aren't supposed to talk back to God. Amen. We're never supposed to talk back to God. It happens, right? But we are never supposed to do it. Come on. We are supposed to be serving God. And that is the will of God. This is just verse one. Whoa, this is going to be a long one. <laughs> that is the will of God, right? Serving God is what every human being on this planet should be doing. How many are doing it? I don't know. I don't think it's a very high percentage. Hello? Just go around and knock on a few doors. You'll find out. But that is what every human should be doing is serving God. Now, let's go on to verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove or distinguish what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Right? We're talking about the will of God. This whole series is about finding the will of God, doing the will of God. So right here, we find out more of the will of God. We should not be conformed to this world. Most of this world is godless. Have you noticed? Most of this world wants nothing to do with God, and, and they want to take you right down Sin River. Ooh, you, ooh, they want to drag us right down Sin River with them and right into hell. Ooh, come on. It, it's sick. I tell you, if you're going to serve Jesus, you're going to go upstream, right? Remember, we've talked about going upstream. If we're going to serve Jesus, we've got to go upstream. We're going to have to fight against the sin in this world. We cannot be conformed to this world. And you're going to have to be on your guard at all times. It's not like you let down your guard. You never let down your guard because the world is trying to take you down the river with them. And so you're always looking to him. What does he want? Come on now. And it's very subtle. The world is very subtle and how they try and drag you into their system. It's the world's system and the world's system, as the Bible says, the devil is the God of this world. The devil is the God of this world system that we live in. There is a system that is going on and it's all filled with lies. It's built on lies because the devil is the father of lies. So we have to be aware at all times that the world is trying to drag us down with them. Oh my. You, you, you got this nice person in your life, right? That's a danger right there a lot of times. That nice person, right? All of a sudden, you're like, 
you're like going with that nice person to this place. And you're like, I shouldn't be here. Hello? You're, talk, you're starting to talk like this nice person. And you're like, why am I talking like this? I say it's subtle. You getting this? It's very subtle. And, and, and all of a sudden, you're like, wait a second, how did I get here? I was here. I was on fire for Jesus. I was serving Jesus. I was loving Jesus. I was praying to God all the time. And now I'm over here and I don't know how I got here. Well, that nice person drug you right down where they took the right where they're at. That's why I say you're going to have to go upstream. Because you are going to have to fight the world off because the world, and I, I, so I, that's just the point. I think the Lord's bringing it out right now. It's subtle. And we go, well, that's such a nice person. And really, they're trying to drag you right down with them. Hello? No, you're going to have to go upstream if you really want to serve Jesus. Right? A lot of people don't really want to serve Jesus. They, they play religion. They play church. No, if you really want to serve Jesus, you've got to go upstream. And you're going to have to be on your guard all the time. Instead of being conformed to the world, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Renew our mind. Be transformed. Transformed. That's, that's the word metamorpho in the Greek. Metamorphosis. Caterpillar to a butterfly. If you really want to be transformed, if you really want to be conformed to the image of Christ, you are going to have to renew your mind. Amen. Come on. You're going to have to renew your mind. We find out what God wants, right? We fill ourselves up with his word. Jesus said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. Abide, live, amen? And when we find, when we, we will find God's complete will when we are renewing our minds. Okay? We're just, we're just setting this whole foundation again for where we're going today. Many people believe God's will is being done all the time on earth. That's a big false error that people believe. Church-going people accuse God of doing evil all the time. Well, God's, it's God, God's will. It must have been God's will. It must, must, no, no. No, I, I actually have heard people say, and I don't even know if they're Christian, but they say they're Christian. You're like, ah. They say, well, you know, that accident happened. It must have been God's will. That person died. must have been God's will. You know, it's... God's will being done right there. And I'm like, oh, barf. Barf. Come on now. No, 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 no. We got to find out what God's will is. The truth is God's will is rarely being done on this earth. <laughs> Come on. The devil is tempting man to sin all the time. And man is following that and being tempted and being sinning all the time. Hello? Hello? And that is not God's will. <laughs> that is not God's will. I guarantee you right now someone's telling a lie. Lie, another lie, another lie just happened, another lie just happened, another lie just happened, another lie just happened, another lie just happened. None of that's God's will. Someone just got killed. Sadly, you know what happened. 
This is a big world. There's seven, eight, 8 billion people on this earth. Someone just got killed right now. Someone just got murdered. That is not God's will. Someone might, probably someone is being martyred for Jesus right now. Come on now. There is a lot of things happening. Now, now that, they chose to be martyred. <laughs> Some cases they chose, like we talked about earlier. Chose to be martyred, sawed in half for the kingdom. But a lot of ugly stuff, right? There's hurricanes. In fact, I think Florida's going to have another hurricane. Am I right? I just heard there's going to be another tornado, whatever it is. One of those things, right? No, tornadoes are in the, you know, this, like the center. When I lived in Iowa, we had several tornado warnings. We, we actually had one hit very close to us. Uh, uh, hurricanes, of course, are usually on the coast, right? And, and people, a lot of people, in fact, I, had, I told you before, there was a minister I followed for years, and he kept saying every time there was a hurricane, he said, God is judging America with this hurricane. I'm like, oh, okay, I can't, I can't listen to you anymore. Sorry, I tried. Come on. No, there, there's another hurricane coming on right now. That's not the judgment of God. That's the sin-filled, cursed world we live in. In fact, believers need to stand up against the hurricane. Well, a lot of Christians would say, well, it must be God's will. Come on now, I've stood against weather and it's moved. Because we have authority in Christ. Jesus said, uh, whatsoever you say, right? Whoever shall say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, should not doubt in his heart, but believe the things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. And the authority is not because of me, it's because of him. And he gave us his authority to use in the earth. Come on now. So I've spoken against storms. They said, well, this is going to, ooh, this is going to be a big one. This is, oh my, this is going to be big. Come on. And I've come against storms. We, right here, right here on this outside stage, when, when we had the five outside services there a couple years ago, right? We had five outside services. I think it was five, wasn't it five? They were fun, weren't they? It's parked in the car. Everybody's honking their horn instead of amen and Honk, 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 honk. <laughs> right there on that, that stage out there, we, 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 uh, we prayed, right? We prayed every week. And I would see the weather forecast and go, oh boy. Oh boy, they got rain, no, no rain any day except Sunday. You gotta be kidding me. Sunday, rain, okay. So what do I do? Father, you know we're doing the outside service right now. You know, Father, and you said use the authority that I have in Christ. So I'm coming against that weather pattern to move in Jesus' name. Clouds, move away from Milwaukee. Storm, move away from Milwaukee. Go away and get around us. Don't come over Milwaukee this Sunday in Jesus' name. And what did we do? We had beautiful weather out here for five weeks. Except for the one shower that Don still gets on me about. We, 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 we got everything set up. Because it took a while to set up, right? We had to move everything outside. I went into my office to change my clothes because, of course, I was setting up. I wasn't going to wear this while I'm setting up. Go in my office. Didn't even know it rained at all. <laughs> Didn't even hear it. Nothing. 
And I come out of my office ready for church. And Don says, you didn't even know what happened, did you? I said, no clue. What happened? He said, it poured for like, I don't know, five minutes or 10 minutes. It poured. And we had to move everything back in. And then we moved it back out. And it was beautiful. I said, well, that's all right. And we had beautiful church outside again. Come on now. What am I saying? We, we can use our authority. And we don't have to believe the lies of the devil. People blame God for all the stuff that the devil is doing. Sin is doing. Oh, come on. Sin and the devil cause all the havoc in this earth. Just think if there was no devil, which soon there will be no devil, because Revelation tells us he'll be thrown into the lake of fire forever. Hallelujah. And there will be no devil walking around and there will be no more sin walking around. Come on, there will be no sin in eternity. Hallelujah. It'll be back the way God made it to be as he created it, right? In the end, the very end, right? We could go through a lot of eschatology, but in the very end, new heavens, new earth. When it's supposed to be, it's going to be like it's supposed to be. Ooh, glory. And, and, and all the rebellion, all the sin is gone. All the lies are gone. No more lies, no more sin, no more devil forever. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to that. Are you? All right. Now, Jesus asked us to pray that God's will would be done on earth. Right. Matthew 6, 10. Remember that? The disciple said, how teach us to pray. He said uh, one, one part of that prayer, right? That God's will would be done on earth as in heaven, which is where we got the title for the series, as in heaven. God's will be done on earth as in heaven. There is no crime in heaven. There is no murder in heaven. There is no pain in heaven. There is no sorrow in heaven. So if you want to see God's will quickly and easily, just say, is that happening in heaven? And you'll find out real quick. Come on. We are supposed to pray for God's will to be accomplished on earth. On earth. And his will is good. God is good. All the time. His will is always good. It's not bad ever. It's not bad. Now, it might prune us a bit, but it's not bad. When I was told to go to Iowa for ministry, oh, that hurt a bit, right? Mm. And some, you could say, some people could say, well, that's not very nice at all. But God is good. And the only reason I'm standing here today is because I went there. So he had a plan of direction for me. It wasn't bad. It was to get me to the place where I needed to be. There was a plan of blessing. There was a path to take. And if I don't take the path, I don't, I don't follow the will of my father. Just as Abraham was told to leave Ur. And, he, and God said, get out of Ur, Abraham. Or Abram then, right? He was Abram. He said, get out of Ur. Well, if a Abram doesn't leave Ur, he doesn't fulfill the will of his father. He doesn't, well, of course, he wasn't under Jesus then, right? He wasn't a, a saved believer. He was a believer. He was the, he's a, the father of faith. And he had faith in God. And he trusted in God. So when God spoke, get out of Ur, he said, okay, I'm leaving Ur. Why? Because he knew God was good. And he knew God wanted him blessed. Come on now. 
God's will is always to get us to blessing. It's not to hurt, hurt us in any way, shape, or form because he loves us. Amen. Now, last week we talked about discerning the Lord's will by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. So we're going to take off from there and, and elaborate a bit more today. And I believe I got a powerful word to share with you today. Let's turn over to Proverbs 20, 27. Proverbs 20, 27. If you weren't here last week, this, it, we're going to cover a lot of ground in a few minutes here. So this will probably take listening to again or, you know, go back and listen to the other one, tie them together. But, you know, it's hard to cover. <laughs> That's why we go so long, weeks on one series, because it's hard to cover everything. So Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Now, we talked a lot about the Holy Spirit last week. We talked about our spirit. If you don't know, you are a spirit. You're a spirit being. And that is your eternal part. Your spirit is eternal. And our spirit is where God leads us. Remember, we read uh, in Romans, uh, the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. The sons of God are led by the spirit of God, right? Very, 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 very important to know that as a Christian, we are to be led by the spirit of God. This, we're tying this in today. Our spirit is where God leads us. We are all spirit beings. Spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. God communicates with our spirit because he is spirit. God is a spirit. That's in the Bible. God is a spirit, right? And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So God communicates with our spirit. We are born again in our spirit. So we're reconnected to God in our spirit. And that's where God is communicating with his people. Come on. Our spirit comes alive when we are saved. That's why I say all the time, there are zombies walking all over the earth. Without Jesus, without coming alive. Man, when I got saved at the age of 19, I was like, I'm alive. <laughs> Come on now. I knew on the inside I had been changed forever. I came alive and I'm like, ooh, this is what life is supposed to be like. Amen. So God illuminates us in our spirit, man. That's the lamp of the Lord. That's where God speaks. He speaks to our inner man. Okay, we're, we're, we're making headway. We're making headway. We should not look to the outside world for guidance. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. We don't put out fleeces. Anybody know what a fleece is? Who knows what a fleece is in here? Two people. Fleeces. Gideon put out a fleece. A lot of people put out fleeces. That's, a, that's actually, it happened in the Old Testament. That's Old Testament living. In the New Testament, we don't live by fleeces. And we don't live by casting lots, even as they pick the next disciple. Remember? They picked the next disciple by casting lots? No, that isn't how New Testament believers live. Now, when we're immature and babies, uh, you know, a lot of things happen. 
And God has great mercy on babies in Christ, right? Just as we have great mercy on babies, right? Because babies just scream at you all the time. You're like, oh, I, I love that baby. Let's feed him feed again. <laughs> we have great mercy. God has great mercy on babies. And a lot of times people get saved. I did it. I said things when I first got saved that I'd never say right now or I'd never do. Right. God, if, if, you, if, you, if you speak to me right now, if I know you spoke to me right now, I, you know, I would set out fleeces, which is a fleece. OK, so a fleece is uh, if if I'm out on the road and I'm thinking, God, I don't know if I should go to China as a missionary. I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm thinking I might go to China as a missionary, but I just don't know, God. So if four, uh, four red cars drive by right now on the road, I'll, I'll consider that a sign from you. And if four red cars drive right by, I'll, I'll go to China. And then four red cars drive by and you're like, well, I'm going to China. And it was never God's will. There was just four red cars driving by. That's, that's a fleece. We don't, we don't look to the outside world for guidance. No, 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 no. Not as a New Testament, New Covenant believer in Christ. You look to the inner man, the lamp of the Lord, the spirit man, where you're connected to God through the spirit. Right? That's why we don't, we don't look at horoscopes. Well, that goes back to our other series, right? We talked about that for a long time. We don't look at horoscopes for leadings. No, 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 no. No, never. No, no. We don't look at fortune cookies for, for, for guidance. Hello? No, 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 no. We do not look to that. No, we seek God's voice. We seek God. We seek his voice in the inner man to find out what he wants us to do. Oh, we're going somewhere. Come on, hold on, hold on. Seeking the will of God. Oh, I'll tell you what. We're going to talk about seeking for a minute here. Seeking the will of God is often overlooked by believers. Let's look at Jeremiah 29, 11. You know that verse, right? We're going to read a little more than that, but we're going to read Jeremiah 29, 11. And 12 and 13. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. That's the will of God right there. Amen. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. Isn't that a wonderful promise? And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Notice there's a seeking going on here, right? Seeking. God has good plans for us, right? We learned that in, in 11, and then we go on to find about seeking. God doesn't have evil plans for us. No, God's will is good, right? God has a good future, full of hope, full of life. That's God's goodness. God has good things for us, amen? And notice we are to seek God with all our Heart. That's our inner man. That's our spirit. Come on. That is not our physical pump in here. You don't seek God with this. Amen. Come on. 
You seek God with your inner man, your inner being, your spirit. You seek to hear what God has to say in, in our spirit. What, is God, what do you have to say to me, Father? I'm listening for your voice. We don't listen with these. Come on. We listen with our spirit man. I give you the, I give you the example, right? When we were going to buy the Long Beach house over here. Come on. We, we, were being, we were trying to be led by God as we should in all circumstances, right? And so we're, we're, we're listening to the inner man. We're, we're, we're tuning into the inner man because our spirit is connected to God. And what does God have to say about this house, right? Long story, I won't go into it all again, but we found out that was not God's will. Did we find that in here? Nope. Now, putting this in us, amen, helped us find God's will because God's word was abiding in us. It was living in us, but we did not know whether to buy that house. But God knew. So God wanted to lead us to goodness, lead us to kindness, lead us to his perfect plan and bless us. And people blame God all the time. So if we, if we buy that house and we never even check in with God because that house looked good. I mean, it, was, it needed work, but it was cheap. It was big. It, every kid would have had their own room. It, it would have been like, wow. From the natural eye. Wow. This is, this is our price range. I mean, this is, wow. Come on. How, how did we not buy that house? We sought to hear what God had to say in our spirit. How did we buy? Why did we even go after a house in a waco that was bank owned, which needed cash to pay for, which we had none? Long story again, right? I won't go through it all. But how do we get this miracle house in a waco? How do we get that house? How do we even look at that house? Most people would say, oh, it's bank owned. Oh, the realtor says, yeah, you'll, you'll need cash for that house. They say, oh, well, let's go to another house. I don't have the cash, so yeah, let's go on. How, why, why do we look at that house? Even though it's bank owned, needs cash. Come on, because we're being led by the spirit. We're seeking God with all of our heart, amen? And the spirit, of the, the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. And God is speaking in our spirit. Why, why do we go to Iowa for ministry? Because when I sought God about it, he said, go. In my spirit. You getting this? Anybody getting it? <laughs> Come on, this is life-changing stuff. Life-changing, if you listen today. Amen. Are yours open? Oh, I got three yeses. All right. Hallelujah. Matthew 7, 7. We're going to go on talking about seeking God here. Matthew 7, 7. Very familiar, right? Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Notice again we hear seek. Did we not just see that in Jeremiah? Seek me with all of your heart. Jesus said, seek and you will find. Seek and you will find. Are you seeking God's will? Are you seeking his will? Or are you just doing your will? 
Come on. Well, I, I, I like that car. I like that car. I think I'll buy that car. Did you ask God? Come on. I like that house. Uh, uh, let's buy that house. Did you ask God? Are you seeking his will? Come on now. If you want the complete will of God, as this series is designed to help us find, if you actually want the complete will of God, you're going to have to seek God. Seek and you will find. Seek me with all of your heart and you will find me. You getting this? Many church-going people do not seek God. Why? Because they think everything is God's will. We've been talking about this whole series, right? They think everything that happens is just God's will. It's God's will. It's just God's will. It's just God's will. I don't know to seek God. No, you need to seek God if you're going to walk in God's will. Come on. Oh, come on. Many people, many, ew, come on, church-going people, they live in lies. They live in delusion land. And they just say, well, everything that happens is God's will. And you're like, no. No. And they will not fulfill the plan of God for their lives. Not going to happen. Come on, what we say right now the time? We, we are making disciples. Come on. If you want to be a disciple, ooh, this is going to rock your world today. Come on. You want to fulfill God's plan or you just want to do your plan? Come on. God's plan. Amen. No one, no one on this earth will be fulfilling the complete will of God for their lives without seeking him. Just think, just think. Oh, man, you could go into thing after thing. Oh, thing after thing, right? So, so, so I, I, I go to the wrong college. Because God wanted me to go here, and I went there. I get out of college, I go to the wrong city. Because God wanted me to go here, and I went here. I meet the wrong person, and I marry the wrong person. You see how this goes? <laughs> Hello? Because I didn't seek God's will. I get the wrong job. I get the wrong spouse. You see, how, see what I'm saying? And people do this all the time, including church-going people. They do it all the time. They, they marry who they want. They, they go to the city they want to go to. They buy the car they want to buy. They buy the house they want to buy. And they never even check in with him. And so they get down, they're 50 years old, they're a mess, life is a mess, they, they got problem after problem after problem, and they blame it all on him. And all they had to do was start at the very beginning, come on, as soon as they could talk, <laughs> say, Daddy, God, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Ooh, that's a good way to live right there. That is a good way to live. From the very, very young stages, when you can start thinking for yourself a little bit, you check in with God. Come on, our kids do. I remember, should they buy that toy in the store? They checked in with God. Should I buy this? Should I buy this toy? Because they had some money to spend, right? Christmas money or something, you know? No, you need to start checking in all the way up. Check in. God, what school? 
Do you want me to go to school? Do you want me to start a business? What do you want me to do? Do, do, you, do you want me to be in ministry? Do you want me, whatever, right? Whatever. What do you want? You find that, right? You find the right spouse. You find the right house. You find the right city. You find, you find, you find what God wants. And all of a sudden, you are in the complete will of God. Instead of doing our will, my way, and the theme song of hell, you know it, you know it, is my way. I did it my way, the theme song of hell. And the theme song of heaven, come on, sing it with me. I did it God's way. Amen. Come on. Seeking God is something we need to do. Need to do. All right, let's dive in a little further here. When we're seeking something in the natural, in the natural, right, just in the natural, it's much easier to find if you don't have clutter everywhere, right? <laughs> you go into the garage and you're like, uh-oh, I got to find that wrench. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You start looking. Oh, not, oh, not, oh, not in there. Oh, nope, nope. Oh, man, I thought I saw it. Nope, nope, nope. This, nope, 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 nope. Oh, I'm just going to go to the store and buy another wrench. Hello, you been there? <laughs> I'm just going to buy another wrench, right? We got clutter in the closet. Oh, you go into the closet and it's like, ooh, this is where everything went. <laughs> Company's coming over, you know. Shove it all in the closet. And then I go in the closet later. I'm like, woo, that's where all the blankets and the coats and the everything went. Now our, our coat closet is just stuffed. <laughs> and I have a hard time finding my coat all the time. I'm like, I can't find my coat. Where's my coat? Come on. Well, when there's clutter, it is hard to find anything, right? Well, we'll think about that in the spiritual realm. That's where we're going to head today. And I believe this is a life-changing word today. Look at Acts 24, 16. We're going to look at three scriptures. They all tie together. They all go together in one thought here. You know, and the Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. In other words, you don't make a doctrine based on one verse. You better have two or three. Hello? I, I've heard it. I've heard it. I'm like, they say something about it. I'm like, oh, no, I can quote 10 scriptures that go directly against that. But you got one. Hello? No, you, you, you want to have several scriptures to back up your belief. Amen? Amen? Let's look at Acts 24, 16. This being so, this is uh, talking about or Paul. This is Paul. This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense Toward God and men. A conscience, that's your inner man. Come on. Have a conscience, that's your heart. Without offense toward God, not, not your physical heart, right? Amen. That is, your, that is your inner man, your spirit. Strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. Okay. Let's, let's take another scripture. We're going to tie these all together. James 4.17 Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, 
to him it is sin. See how these are tied together? What's going on on the inside? What's going on on the inner man? We're getting there, we're getting there. 1 John 3, 21. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. Condemn us? Our heart condemn us? What? Whew. Our heart condemn us? Knows to do good, does not do it? Have a clear conscience? See how those tie together? Clear conscience. You know good to do it. If you don't do it, it is sin. Our heart does not condemn us. How does our heart condemn us? Why would our heart condemn us? We knew to stop that. We did it anyhow. We knew to do that. We don't do it. Where is he going? What is he talking about? How do we find what we are looking for from him? Man, we're, we're seeking, right? We're seeking something. How do we clear out the clutter in our spiritual garage? How do we hear the voice of God in our inner man? Come on, saints. We got to have a clear conscience. That is clutter in the spiritual garage. Notice he says, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. Having a clear conscience is essential to finding his will and being led by him. Come on. A messy conscience, a cluttered conscience will cause us to miss God's voice. Hello? A messy conscience will cause our ears, not our physical, come on, our spiritual ears to be dull. Why am I not hearing God? Why am I not finding what I need to find from him? We got we to gotta clutter. We got a mess. We can't find it. Hello? How do we get a clear conscience? Well, the first step, if you're born again in here today, you know the first step, right? The first step to having a clear conscience is to be born again. When I got saved, I got saved. And I knew I was clean. And I knew, ooh, I am forgiven. And the weight has been lifted, right? I was like, woo! It was a new world. Right? I heard the birds singing again. <laughs> Don't you love the birds singing? Tweet, 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 tweet in the morning. Tweet, 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 tweet. Come on. How do we get born again? How? Through the blood. We confess Jesus is Lord. We receive what he did for us on the cross when he shed his blood and forgave us of all sin. We receive that. We let the blood wash us of all sin. We become completely cleansed, completely. And our conscience is clear. Come on. The blood, the blood can cleanse anybody. Amen. Anybody, I don't care. The worst murderer, the worst, the worst, the worst, right? The worst. 
I've heard many stories about murderers in, on, on death row being saved. That we support a prison ministry that, that's been doing it since I was saved. He's doing it before I was saved. He's been going forever. <laughs> I just aged myself a bit, didn't I? I was 19 and I saw him on, on TV and he's been doing prison ministry for years. And he has people get saved in prison all the time. Murderers. Come on, murderers, rapists, horrible, horrible, we would say horrible uh, actions, at least on their part, right? Sinners, real, real sinners. <laughs> you know, everybody's a sinner, of course, it, without Christ, right? But when we see people that have murdered people, we're like, no, anybody can get cleansed in the blood because the blood is powerful to cleanse anybody and clear every conscience. Come on. The guy who's on death row killed 10 people and his conscience ooh, is bugging him, right? He, he's like, ooh. Now, some of them have seared. Have their conscience is seared, right? Paul talks about conscience seared with a hot iron. Some people's consciences are seared and they do not care. In fact, they would get out of prison and kill someone again because they, no, they have no conscience anymore. Their conscience is seared with a hot iron. Meaning they, 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 they became dull of hearing, right? God gave them that inner conscience to say that's wrong. And they ignored it and they ignored it and they ignored it and they ignored it. And now they're seared. There's a lot of people seared. They don't know right from wrong anymore, right? The Bible even says in these last days, they will call good evil and evil good. And that's happening as we speak right now. They call evil good and they call good evil. Happens all the time. You can just watch the news every day. <laughs> Come on now. But the blood can cleanse anybody. The blood will never lose its power, right? You know that, that song? I think Andre Crouch wrote it. Sarah probably knows it. Reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. You know that one? The blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. It will never lose. Come on, sir. It will never lose. It will never lose. It's power. Come on, the blood. The blood of Jesus can wash away every sin, can wash away everything that everybody has done wrong in this entire world right now could be cleansed by the blood. And all they have to do, oh, we could go into paradise right now. We could go into eternity right now. If everybody on this earth said, I receive the payment for my sin, I receive what Jesus did for me, Jesus is Lord. And every person would be cleansed of all sin and we would go right into eternity. That's what God's waiting for. The only reason Jesus hasn't come yet is it tells us in 1 Peter, he's, he has great patience. He's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. He's waiting for more souls to be saved. And there's going to be a point where it's 
cut off. And that end will come. And there will be no one else saved after that point. When that point comes, no one will be saved again. Just as in the ark, when, when Noah got in the ark and they closed the door and the rain started and the people came saying, let us in. No, you can't get in now. It's over. The door is closed and that day is coming. Come on. But right now we're in the age of grace and the blood will cleanse anybody of any sin of, of, the, of the conscience that's bugging them. Of the, of the, of the thing they did that they, they have so much regret over. And their conscience says, you did wrong, you did wrong, you did wrong. The blood will cleanse it completely. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. But once we're walking with Jesus, if you want to stay out of the condemnation of the heart, of our heart, right? Our heart, it says, if our heart does not condemn us. We still got that one up there? Yeah. If our heart does not condemn us. He's talking to Christians here. There is no, therefore now, no condemnation in Christ Jesus, right? In Christ. We aren't condemned by the Lord anymore. But if our heart condemns us, we got a problem. And we're not going to hear clearly from the Lord. We got clutter in our spiritual garage. How, 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 how do we stay away from that? How do we stay away from uh, our heart condemning us? How do we get that clear conscience once we're born again, once we've been cleaned, and then we start doing something, we start something, we did something, we regret? Come on. We, we got to keep walking in the light that we have. You want to keep a clear conscience before God? You better keep walking in the light. You better deal with the issues in your life. You better deal with the issues. Come on. If there's an issue, you need to deal with it. Amen? Maybe, come on, we need to finish something that God said to do. Right? That, that could be a subtle thing, right? You know, I believe God told me to write that book. And I put it off. I don't want to write a book. That's a lot of work. <laughs> well, that was bringing condemnation to my heart. Come on. Why? Because I was disobeying him. He wasn't bringing the condemnation. I was bringing it on myself. Because he said... I told you to write that. I'm getting to it. Another week, I'll start it. See what I'm saying? It could be something small like that. Something simple in our inner man. If we're letting that fester, it's going to hurt our relationship with him. And it's going to clutter our spiritual garage. Because all of a sudden, we realize, well, I, I didn't write that book. And you know what? I didn't do that either. And oh, yeah, I was supposed to do that. And all of a sudden, we got stuff sitting everywhere that God said to do. Or God said to stop. God said, stop that. You say, well, I'm just going to keep doing that for a little bit. 
And all of a sudden, we got, we got clutter in our garage all over the place. We got this thing we were supposed to stop. We got this thing we were supposed to finish. We got this thing we were supposed to do for God. We got this thing in the Word we saw. We got this, we got that, and pretty soon it's overwhelming. Just like when you go in your dirty garage and it's overwhelming. Anybody been there? Oh, man. Come on. It's overwhelming. Why? Because we've been disregarding the voice of God. And we're not doing what he said to do. We're not stopping what he said to stop. And so our, our, our spiritual ears are not in tune with him. And we got a mess going on. And then we're then we like, God, I need an answer here. And you can't hear him. Oh, boy. Come on. If we need to stop doing something, we stop it. If God told us to do something, we do it. If we need to forgive, we need to forgive. Come on. What do we need to do? What is cluttering up our garage, our spiritual God? You know, God knows what you know. People are like, it's like Adam and Eve hiding from God in the garden. You're like, uh, hiding from God? Come on, guys. Really? Really? People do it all the time still. Well, I, I know I have, this, I have this secret over here. No, you don't have no secrets. God knows. Hello? You, you can't fool God. You can fool a lot of people, right? You can fool a lot of people, but you can't fool him. He knows the heart of every person. He knows exactly what he's told you. He knows exactly what he told you to do. He knows what you're supposed to do. You know what you're supposed to do. And if you keep disregarding that voice, woo, come on, that is spiritual uh, uh, clutter. And, and our, tune, our ears are not tuned in to the right channel. Hello? Getting this today? God can't speak to us about more if we're currently ignoring him. You catch that? God, I need to know what to do here. I told you to do this, this, and that. You haven't done it yet. But God, I need to know what to do in this situation. I told you to do this, this, and that. You haven't done it yet. But God, I, I, need, I need to know what to do in this situation. I told you to do this, that, and that. You haven't done it yet. Eventually we get it, right? Oh, I'm supposed to do that. Okay. <laughs> Anybody been there? <laughs> Come on now. You getting this this morning? This is huge. This is huge. We will not have, God, have confidence to do God's will if our heart is condemning us. No, if we, if we keep disregarding our inner man, our conscience, our spirit, if we keep disregarding that and we say, well, eh, I know he said that. I know, I know I'm supposed to stop that. I know I'm supposed to do that. I know, I know what's happening. We're getting duller and duller and duller and duller and duller and duller to his voice. Hello? We're getting duller and we're not hearing as clearly anymore. And eventually, we won't hear anything anymore if we stay on that road. And that's a, that's a conscience that is seared. And that can happen to anybody. It can happen to a Christian. Because they keep ignoring his voice. They keep ignoring his word. They keep ignoring, they keep ignoring, they keep ignoring. And pretty soon, they're way, 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 way far away from him. Hello? 
Come on. Once we clear out the clutter. We're talking about finding the will of God, aren't we? We got to clear out the clutter. Then we're going to hear him clearly. Hello? Clear out the clutter. And then we're going to find his direction. But when he said do that, this and that, and you won't do it, you won't stop that, you won't do that. Don't expect to hear about this when you're still ignoring him here. Because he's saying, do what I said. Do what I said. Do what I said. And he'll keep saying it. <laughs> we think we're going to change God's mind or something. No, he's going to say, do it. Again. Just as we do to kids, right? You didn't take out the garbage. Take out the garbage. Hour later, the garbage still sitting there. Take out the garbage. Still sitting there. Take out the garbage. Still sitting there. Take out the garbage. Still sitting there. See that? God is waiting for us to do what he said to do. He's waiting us to stop what he said, or he's waiting for us to stop what he said to stop. He's waiting us to forgive that person that we were supposed to forgive. On and on, right? What is cluttering your spiritual garage, right? Do a deep clean on your spiritual garage. Come on. Clean out every nook and cranny, just like you'd go into your garage and, or in your house. Ooh, clean, clean your house. You do a deep clean in your house. That, that's serious. Karin likes to do those deep cleans. And I'm like, what is happening in here? Couches moved out and drugs everywhere. And you're like, what is going on in my house? I'm cleaning it deep today. Ooh, wow. Come on. That's what we do in our spiritual house. Amen. We got to get the cobwebs out. You got some cobwebs in your house? <laughs> well, if you have some spiritual cobwebs, get rid of the cobwebs. If you got some crumbs on the floor, clean up the crumbs on the floor, right? What is it in your life? I can't tell you, but you know. Why? Because God's speaking to you. And God's telling you what you need to do. God's telling you what you need to stop. That's clearing out your clutter. That's clearing out the spiritual garage, right? Get the dust off the furniture. Clean the crumbs out. Get everything in order. Why? So you can hear. You can find. Seek me. Come on. Seek me with all of your heart. Our heart, if our heart is condemning us, ooh, we can't seek him with all of our heart because our heart is condemning us. And we go after to seek God and our heart is condemning us and saying, you didn't do that. My conscience is bugging me. Come on. Seek him with all your heart. When your heart is clean and clear and there's no clutter, you're going to hear his voice. Whew. You're going to find his will. So I ask you today, is anything bugging your inner man? Is anything bugging your conscience? Is anything bugging your spirit? Is anything on the inside of you? God, that's remember, God, the spirit of the man is the lamp of the Lord. Is God speaking on the inside of you saying, yeah, yeah, you need to do that. Hello? You need to do that. You need to get that right. You need to get that cleared out. You need to get those cobwebs out. You need to get those crumbs off the floor. 
Come on. If there's anything in your life today that, that God is speaking to your heart today, get it right. Clear out the clutter. If you need to forgive someone, go ahead. Go and go, go forgive them. Amen? You need to do something? Don't leave here and go, well, I know God said that. Hello? What are you doing if you're doing that? You're getting duller and duller and duller. You getting this? I need to start over. <laughs> we'll just start at the top. Come on. As we see God with a clear conscience, right? our heart is not condemning us. Is there anything better than that? Come on. Our heart is totally clear before God. Completely clear. In fact, you can't even find something in your, your heart. You're like, I, I got nothing that's condemning me, right? At all. Isn't that the best place to be? Nothing condemning me at all. Nothing I was supposed to do, I didn't do. Nothing I was supposed to stop doing, I didn't stop doing. Nothing, no, no one I was supposed to forgive, I didn't forgive. I mean, I've had, you know, I've been in services you know, like this where you, you, then they ask you, whatever, you know, you need to do, do it now. Right? Whatever you need to change, change it now. And I've been there sometimes, sometimes, sometimes something God speaks to you. And even if it's subtle, right, a little tiny thing. But I've also been there where I'm like, I got nothing. I'm totally clear. And that's good. Amen. We should all be in that position. Amen. If you're not clear today, you can get clear. Amen. First John 1 John 1.9. If you've done something against God, you confess your sin to him and you say, Father, I, I've messed up. I, 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 I forgive me of that. And it says in 1 John 1.9, he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Get clear. Amen. Get clear. Get clear. Hallelujah. Whoo, the blood will never lose its power. It will never lose its power. But we cannot let our heart condemn us. We cannot let that garbage hang around. We cannot let that clutter hang around because it's going to dull us up. It's going to dull us up. And we are not going to hear what he wants to say to us. We're going to ignore him. No, no, we are not going to ignore him. Amen. We are not going to ignore you, Father. We are going to listen to you. We are going to obey you as obedient children. And we're going to do what you want us to do. We're going to stop what you want us to stop. We're going to forgive who we need to forgive. We're going to love who we need to love. We're going to do your will. And we are going to be clear. Hallelujah. You get it today? Come on, I'm telling you, this, this, message, this message will unlock... A huge spiritual blessing in your life. That book I'm writing right now, it's filled with, well, I did write it, but I haven't published yet. It's filled with keys to unlock the fullness of God. This is a huge key. You got to get clear. If there's anything that your heart, your inner man says, I need to make a change. 
just do it. Just do it, because you'll be so glad. Come on, you'll be so glad when you go to God and you say, Father, I need to know if I should buy this house. And then he says, well, you didn't do this, that, and that yet. Get that going. <laughs> Come on now. You'll be so glad you can, go, you can get clear. You can hear from him and you, you'll get the right job. You get the right house. You get the right car. You get the right spouse. And you end up blessed. Woo. We talked about the blessing for weeks, right? And the big part, the blessing is available, right? And the access is available to God. The access to the fullness of God is available. Often we just don't know how to, how to participate in it. Today, I just gave you a huge key. How to participate in what he wants for you. How to participate in that blessing. It's available. But if we won't do what he said. Hmm. Hallelujah. I believe you got it today. Amen. I prayed. I prayed. This morning I prayed, right? That you would hear that God would speak to you what you, you need to do, what you need to change, what he would need me to change. I prayed for all of us that we would hear God this morning. And I believe God has been speaking to hearts this whole service. And I'm asking you as your pastor, make the change, do what he said to do so that we can, we can end up in eternity together and we can all hear, you know what we want to hear, amen? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Surrender to him today. We sang that song this morning. What's the surrender part? Sarah, sing it for us. I'll go look at it. Is that the bridge? This is my surrender. This is my surrender. Actually, it's in the verses, yeah. Here is where I lay it down. You are all I'm chasing now. This is my surrender. Come on. Are you completely surrendered to him? If you're ignoring his voice, you are not completely surrendered to him. That's why I love lifting my hands to God. You know, the Bible says lift holy hands to God. The Bible says to do it, right? And we should do it just because it says to do it. But I love thinking about I'm surrendered to him. You know, just like a baby reaches up to mom and dad, right? Mama, daddy, up, 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 up. Come on. We're surrendered to him. We're saying, daddy, I am yours. Give me a hug. <laughs> Pick me up, daddy. Give me a hug, daddy. Amen. Are you surrendered this morning? Boy, we should have sang, I surrender all. To Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. I, I forgot the words. I've been saying it a long time. I will forever trust Him. Sarah, help me. He's <laughs> just sitting back there, waiting on camera. In his presence, 
daily lives. Is that it, right? I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Hallelujah. Oh, the Lord is pleased as his children surrender all to him. For he has only blessings for those who are under his care. As the sheep of his pasture, he has only good things for you. And he asks you to follow his way, follow his voice, clear out the clutter, and you will hear him. And the blessing will be yours. And you will follow his voice. And the blessing will follow as you do what he said to do. He is not a man that he should lie. For his word is true. His truth will stand forever. His word will stand forever. And today he asks you, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. But be soft and pliable before him today. Hallelujah. Boy, the Lord just tied it all up. Woo! That's where we started with the offering. Glory to God. I tell you what, I love church. I love it. Because you can have a life change forever. Man, I'm telling you, if someone hears the word of God for the first time today, like online, or if you're here today, you've never heard it, right? With your spiritual ears, you've never heard it, but today it registered. You say, what, what? Ooh, I got a great example of that. You know me and my stories. Karin, I was saved, right? We were dating. And Karin uh, was 19 years old. We were 19 years old. And I got saved. I got radically saved. I was like, I am changed, Karin. I am changed. She was Roman Catholic. And I, eh. so I didn't know what I was getting into with that. But, <laughs> woo, woo. So I, I was like, I was learning the word. I was growing. I was changing. And I was telling her all these things. And she's like, what, what, what? But, but it hadn't registered yet. And so here I am. We're now at a spirit-filled church We're like this. Come on. They pray in tongues. They believe in divine healing. They're jumping. They're dancing. They're shouting unto Jesus. And Karn coming on Roman Catholic Church is like, woo-hoo-hoo. And I'm like, this is new, but I like it. So what's my point? My point is we're in this church for several weeks, months. I, I, I'm guessing around three months we're in. I'm loving it, right? Karen's starting to, like, I'm like, she's starting to get some spiritual truth, right? She's starting to understand that this is the word of God and this is truth. And it's starting to get in her, right? And the, the seed is being planted. And we, they had a guest minister in, a trumpet player who was, it was a wonderful, mighty, anointed man of God who played the trumpet, anointed trumpet, and then ministered the word of God. 
and she's, she's sitting there and, and he starts giving the altar calls I'm about to do. <laughs> and he starts giving the altar call and saying, you know, if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life today, I want to give you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I want to give you the opportunity to be saved. I want you to come up here right now. If you want salvation this morning, I want you to come up here right now. And Karin gets up out of the seat and walks up front. I'm like, woo, look at that. I didn't know where she was at spiritually yet. I wasn't sure, right? Roman Catholic, we were going, we were hit, you know, kind of button heads on a few points, you know, rosary and all that stuff and praying to the saints. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Come on now. And she goes up front and gets saved, confesses Jesus as Lord. What's my point? It hadn't registered yet. It hadn't registered. I'd been speaking the word to her. She'd been in church for several months in a spirit-filled church, hearing the word of God. Pastor gave an altar call every single week. Every single week she heard the salvation call and never moved. And all of a sudden, boom, boom. Sometimes it takes a while to register. But I'll tell you what, we're planting seed right now, amen? I believe we've been planting seed since we got here. We've been planting seed and planting seed and planting seed and planting seed and planting seed. And what happens when you plant seed, Jim? You get a harvest. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, Father, we love you. Oh, Father, come on, just give him some praise this morning. Father, we honor you in this place. We don't honor a man, we honor you. We love you. We thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. We thank you, our great God, for loving us. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, you're so good. We thank you, Father, you love us so much. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for your blood. We thank you, Jesus, that you provided salvation. We thank you, Jesus, for life and life more abundantly. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you, Father, we can live in your word. We thank you, Father, that, that we don't have to have religion. We can have life with you forever. Woo! Hallelujah. You know me, I'm just flowing. Amen. That's why we don't have a clock in the back. Because <laughs> we miss out on a lot. I think about all the time, all the churches that miss out on blessings because they, they had to dismiss church at noon. So today I ask you, I ask you, if you're here, you're online, have you confessed Jesus is Lord? Is Jesus actually your Lord? Or are you playing church? Are you playing Christianity? Is it just a fun thing to do? Is it just a good idea? Or is he your Lord? Come on. How do you come into Christ? You got to realize you're a sinner. You need a savior. God provided the Savior. He gave us eternal life in Christ Jesus. And his blood was shed on a cross. Christ died for us while we were still sinners. And his blood, his perfect 
spotless blood was shed, the Lamb of God, the, that's why he's called the Lamb of God. The Old Testament, they, they killed lambs as a sign of who was to come, the Lamb of God, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. That's why the lambs had to be perfect and without blemish in the Old Testament because it was all a type and a shadow of Jesus who was to come. And Jesus came, he lived a perfect life, never sinned against God, tempted in all points as we are yet without sin. And he died as a sacrifice for you and for me. And if you don't know Jesus today, you have not come into the kingdom today. You have not come into Christ today. I want to give you that opportunity right now to come into Christ because Christ is in heaven and you've got to go into Christ to go into heaven. No man is in heaven that is not, unless he is in Christ. You got to go in Christ to go into heaven because there's only one perfect man there and that is him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So if that's you today and you say, I have faith in my heart. I believe Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe he's alive. I believe he's risen from the dead. I, I, I want in the kingdom. I want in the family of God. I, I realize he is the way. As he said, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but through me. If you want into the kingdom today, you want salvation, just as I just told the story about Karen receiving salvation as it registered in her heart. If that's you today, whether you're here online, pray this prayer after me right now. Lift a hand to heaven and say, dear God in heaven, I want in the kingdom of God. I realize I've sinned. I realize I've messed up and I want nothing to do with the kingdom of darkness. I want in your kingdom, God. I know the way in now is through Jesus. Jesus' road is the only road that leads to your house. I call Jesus Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my Master. Forever, I am yours. Teach me, Heavenly Father, how to live for you Teach me your ways. I will walk in them. I will be a doer of your word. And thank you for eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If that was you today and you want to get serious, you want to actually be a fruitful Christian, you want to get pruned. <laughs> we started singing this morning with Sarah. Woo. You want to be fruitful. First of all, be bold about your faith. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Are you ashamed of the gospel? I hope not. No, if we're not ashamed, what do we need to be? Bold. Put it on your Twitter. Put it on your YouTube. Put it on your Facebook. Put it on your parlor. Put it on your MeWe. Put it on your Gab. Go to your aunt. Go to your uncle. Go to your mom. Go to your dad and say, I am a new creation in Christ. Amen. Be bold. Don't be a lukewarmy. Amen. Be bold. Second, devour this. If you want to be serious, you got to devour this. This is spirit food. If you, if you ignore this, your spirit is going to starve. Come on, devour the word. Thirdly, be involved in an on-fire church, not a lukewarm church. Be involved in an on-fire church. Be a part of the body of Christ. Oh my, Christians that don't want to, oh, I don't need the body. No, you need the body and the body needs you.
Amen. I'm so thankful I was in the body of Christ my whole Christian life. Fourthly, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That is part and parcel of Christianity. Don't let the devil steal it from you. If you want to know more about that, I have a YouTube video called Receive the Holy Spirit on our Pacific Bible Church uh, YouTube channel. Fifthly, start serving, or you can talk to me. Fifth, start serving in the body. Don't just be a talker, be a doer. Six, worship and pray and praise as much as possible throughout your day. Talk to God, worship God, thank Him, praise Him, thank Him. As you're going down the hallway, give praise to God. As you're going on break at work, give praise to God. If you're retired, give praise to God. <laughs> Amen. Why, why, why do you need to do that? You're developing your relationship with Him. And seventh, and most importantly, never forget that you now belong to Him. He is Lord, you are not. It's His way, not your way. When He says it, you say, yes, sir. Why? Because He loves you. And He wants to bless you. And He wants to get you to the right place at the right time. Like I'm here at this time, right now. I'm at the right place at the right time. And God wanted to get me here. And God wants to get you to a certain place at a right time. Come on. But you're going to have to listen to what He has to say and follow His way. Amen. Boy, I just want to start preaching again. <laughs> Woo, glory. You know, a preacher has a tough time stopping preaching. Whoo, thank you, Father. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, oh, we thank you. You're so good. We thank you for your word. Oh, we got great direction today from your word. So, Father, we're going to do what you said. We're going to stop what we need to stop. We're going to do what we need to do. We're going to forgive who we need to forgive. We're going to love who we need to love. We're going to follow your voice. We're going to keep the clutter out of our garage so we can find your will. We want your will, Father. We want your ways. We want your path. We want things your way, not our way. Because we know your way is always the blessed way. Thank you, Father. As we leave today, we think of the angels of God are encamped round about us. Nothing shall by any means hurt us. No evil shall befall us. No plague shall come nigh our dwelling. And with long life, Father, as you said in your word, you will satisfy us and show us your salvation. Jesus, you said, nothing shall by any means hurt us. We believe that. And we thank you for that. And you said, Father, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So we thank you, Father, for your protection as we go from here. We thank you, Father, for your great mercy, your great love for us, your grace that abounds toward us. We give you praise and thanks today, Father. And as we, as we leave, as we said we would do at the beginning, we turn back and we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, all the power belongs to our great God forever. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E.org. We hope you join us again next week. Thank you.